This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman, and again, my fabulous co-host, Tony Shore, as always, here from the Premier Advisory Group right in Omaha, Nebraska, airing over your big 50,000 watt station, 1110 KFAB. This morning, we have Beth Smith. Beth from Saving Grace Perishable Food Rescue. She's been on with us before, um, and it was, what, a couple years ago at this point, Beth? I mean, time flies. Well, I was counting on you to remember how long ago, but yes, I think it was a couple years ago, but both of us have just gotten younger, right? Yeah, I definitely have. Tony has, so, and you are, you look 15, 20 years younger. Yeah. I mean, you're like, so Beth is graduating high school this year. Yeah. yeah. So we talked earlier, we we're talking pre-show, so this isn't Beth's first career, actually. So, and Saving Grace is a pretty amazing organization. It's a local 501c3, and again, the name Saving Grace perishable food rescue. Uh, Beth and I met uh, some time ago. She's been a client of mine, but I've always been real intrigued about the actual operation over there at Saving Grace and what it actually does because so much of what she does actually would go in the actual landfill or the trash can and it gets redistributed to 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 feed people. So I don't want to steal your thunder, Beth. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about Saving Grace. Okay. Well, and again, you said it was my third career, which it's true. So I started late in life, but I think we've become a throwaway society. I'm talking about myself. Um, but we were. I found out that they were throwing away, well, as a national thing, 30 to 40% of food that's produced ends up in our landfill. And when it goes into the landfill, it turns into methane gas. And then we have all these hungry people. Yep. So... Everyone thought, well, um, I, whenever you're out at a grocery store, out at an event, you know, out to dinner, you're always wondering what happens to all that extra food, right? And so uh, everyone said, well, you can't do that. It's against the law. You'll you know, be sued. Um, that's not true. Uh, and so I created a nonprofit business providing this charitable service to the community by uh, having refrigerated trucks go out daily and I have professional drivers, I call them my, our food ambassadors. And we started with three food donors and we were taking it to three pantries. We now have over 50 food donors from grocery oh. stores, caterers, event centers, even down here at the swim trials we just had, the Olympic swim trials and the College World Series, that extra food. We got fabulous food from the swim trials because it turns out those swimmers don't wanna swim, uh, eat, before they go swimming and so it's fabulous healthy food we go and capture it and we now redistribute it to over 40 nonprofits in the area so wow that's shelters, amazing pantries after school programs senior centers so uh, we're basically a distribution and logistics operation to get excess perishable food to people that can eat it rather than throwing it in the landfill 
That's amazing. I mean, I mean, how cool is that, Tony? You know, you have all these hungry people out there and you have this, you know, and I don't think about the, the methane gas that, you know, because the way I think my simple little brain here says, well, you know, it gets composted and turns into this incredible black dirt. But really, that's not necessarily true. No, obviously. Right. So we're uh, partnering with and promoting uh, composting, too, but we don't do that. So sure. we've kind of changed our narrative. We uh Part of our operation, it's our operations going out daily, but the other part is the awareness and education we used to say on food waste and hunger. We're switching that narrative a little bit to wasted food, which is edible food mm-hmm. and hunger. And then if it's food waste, then it should go into composting. Wow. So uh, because, do you know how long it can take for one head of lettuce? I didn't know any of this. So as I learn it, I'm like, oh, people need to know right. this. I want to know this. <laughs> for one head of lettuce, if you just throw it in the landfill, which is different than in a compost, it can take 10 to 20 years to decompose. Oh my gosh. Wow. And then it's sending off methane gas. So it's just crazy, you know? And so if it's edible, it should be redistributed. And what we do is we don't warehouse a thing. Everybody goes, I wanna come see your operation. Our operations are our trucks that are out there. And um, because we pick it up, and as, as fresh as we get it, our clients get it. So it's usually oh. on somebody's table by that night. So give us an idea of a restaurant that you pick up food from, or can you? Uh, well, I can. We don't do as many restaurants. Okay. We do more event centers. We do have a few restaurants, but okay. I think we get our bulk from grocery stores. Okay. We have quite a few. Each Hy-Vee oh. uh, makes their own decision. So I think we have about seven Hy-Vees here in town. We pick up oh. from Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Oh, We wow. also pick up... A, yeah. So, and then we also pick up from, you know, as I got into this, the uniqueness of uh, who might donate food. Quick Trip is one of our early food donors. They have all those pre-wrapped sandwiches, those fruit cups, those salad cups, those, you know, um, cookies. <laughs> and um, so they go out every night to all their locations. At one time there were 12 and there's more now. And they pick up all their excess because they keep restocking. It doesn't mean that they're expired. Some are getting close, but they're just restocking. Mm-hmm. Same with the grocery stores. And they bring it to one location. We get close to a thousand items a week that mm. have been going in the trash. And they're so thrilled because now we take that to like after school programs like Boys and Girls Club, Hope Center for Kids, uh, Stevens Center here in town. They have a great kitchen, but their chef loves to put it in sack lunches when they're going out for jobs, mm-hmm. the people that are staying there. Um, so it's just all this wow. food that you wouldn't even think of. But you have to get the right food to the right place. So when a nonprofit says they'd like us to bring them food, we go out and interview them. Do they have, a? is it just a pantry? Is it a shelter? Do they have in-house? Can they cook it there? Um, or can they use the prepared foods? Like we get big pans of meat and potatoes and stuff from big events that only so many people showed up. So where do we take it? You don't want to take it to the wrong place, so they're going to have to throw it away. That's a logistics side that comes that's into that That's the logistics. That so we're distribution sure. logistics. Sure. That's amazing. How many drivers do you have now? We now have five. So how many trucks? Five? Five. Well, we have four refrigerated trucks or 14-foot box trucks, oh. and we have um, our first van that's fabulous. Um, cool. Our manager drives that around, but it's also refrigerated. Okay. And all of my trucks, all of our vehicles, I always want it to be a rolling billboard. Mm-hmm. So people around here will recognize it. It's got this cute little girl that's eating yogurt and she could be any ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Some people would even think it looks like their little uh, nephew before he gets his first haircut. Mm. Um, but 
so everybody kind of recognizes it. She's probably like 40 some years old because I got her off of Google. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So when I had my first truck, it was an old used one. Um, I had people coming up to me saying, oh, I see your trucks all over town. And I'm like, oh, that, thank you. And it was, I only had one at the time. So now we have five vehicles out there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I see them around all the time now and they're all wrapped up and they look really, really good. They're super professional. And money doesn't grow on trees either, does it? I mean, it nope. takes it takes some pretty uh, generous people to keep this going and it takes, uh, you know, all the small donations. And I mean, it's constant, isn't it though? It is, it yeah. is. And, you know, again, I come from a business background and a business model so we don't want any more than 40 percent of our income coming from any one source sure um but yeah so we get at first it was all people that knew me and in donating and knew my uh work uh, practices but then we started to qualify because we have great outcomes and so um we get a lot of grants you know but some mm -hmm. of them are renewing some of them don't sure. or they change their mission so it's always keeping on top of that. We get a lot of family foundations, um, some corporate, we'd like to step that up a little bit more. Sure. And then individuals, we do a couple of fundraiser things, but we don't get into the big galas. We'll, we are having a fundraising dinner here in um, early October at Dante's. It's like you just book a reservation for the night. We have the whole restaurant and you come in and it's not like a big fundraiser. You just have dinner with your friends or at a community table, have a fabulous, mm -hmm couple of course meals that you can choose from and go home. That's great. Yeah. Wow, that's really the, neat. You yeah, because people just go us? to dinner. Yes, yes, oh, right. yes. No, I mean, that's good. Nick Strawhacker actually owns Dante. And yes. He, he's been a big supporter. He has, and so we did this two years ago. Every time you want to say, oh, last year, and it's like, oh no, it was two years ago because pandemic, everything's <laughs> yeah. two years ago, right? Yeah, sure. So we, he did that uh, in People were loved it. it it's more boutique-ish. It's probably sure. like 100 people in and mm -hmm. out, but you book your reservation like you would from 5 or 5.30 or up to 8, 8.30, and you can just have your group of friends or you can, um, mm -hmm. you know, just, or sit at a community table if, you, if you're like one or two. And then he has like a couple of different um, encores that you can uh, order from. And then, sure. you know, we come around and just, hey, this and that. but. Last year, I, or two years ago, uh, I was working with Brickway Brewery and we, were, we had created a beer from some excess bread um, that cool. we were trying to kick off, but we, we're gonna see if we can get that started again, but sure. I'm not real sure that we That's served. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, and one time, a long time ago, I talked to this gentleman who's been very successful and he told me, his name was Chuck. And Chuck said, <laughs> always run your business like a business. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, so many people out there will run a small business or they'll try to dabble into something, but they don't really run it like a business. And Beth, when I first talked to Beth about Saving Grace, um, she was talking about, well, you, we have to run it like a business. Mm -hmm. You know, it happens to be a non-for-profit business, right? But we still have to run it mm -hmm. like a business because they have to have employees. They have to have benefit programs. They have to be able to retain their employees, right? They still have to get the money in, they have to get the money out. They have insurance costs, just like any A normal A lot of business. insurance costs, right. right. Right, and we pay taxes on everything. I buy a truck, we have to pay taxes for that. So um, we're not exempt for that. Gotcha, I didn't realize that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. actually, even when I first got into the nonprofit, I thought, oh yes, well, no, there was just certain I think like churches and a few others, they have a little different status, but most nonprofit yeah. businesses still pay taxes. We don't have to pay in, um, uh, 
you know, certain taxes, but when we're purchasing anything, we always have to pay taxes. So just like normal, just like normal. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing because there, there is so much waste that goes out there. There's so much need that's out there too. And and we don't realize it. You know, you think about your own daily life and all the waste throughout your daily life that that just, it's nonstop and you try to minimize it. Um, But sometimes you go back to those same old habits, right? And for, for a company to, you know, for a restaurant or a, a, an event center or something to, I think, not only does it does it serve uh, the other side of the coin, right, by by feeding people, mm-hmm. right, but it, and, it, and it keeps the stuff out of the landfills. But I imagine for actual company morale. So any of you executives listen or, or small business owners or whoever out there, they say, hey, maybe I can be a part of this. Think about the company morale, the employee morale that you build, that strength within the group, within the organization, knowing that they are actually this isn't going in the trash can because you think about that. Right. You're like, geez, right. where is all this food going? And a lot of these people are living closer to paycheck to paycheck. They're working for these companies. So think the morale that you could build. Yeah. Right. right. Well, and it, it was all highlighted. A lot of this stuff has been going on for forever. Right. But it was all highlighted during the pandemic when we saw food lines. Sure. And we yeah. saw food when supply chains and all that. But unfortunately, some farmers were needing to dump some things right um so some of that's been corrected but there's always been this thing but everybody you you made it such a good point that everyone is so busy in their own business and their own life and what they're doing they care but you have to have a solution so saving grace is one of those solutions to make it easy for them and when we go into our food donors to recruit them we have to recruit food donors so any place you go to buy your stuff ask if they're donating their excess Mm -hmm. but and um so we give them five points that I come up with why it makes good business sense for them to donate their food. One is, let's see if I remember now. Cause, you know, <laughs> uh, one, it's a tax deduction. Mm-hmm. Two, it does save them on their dumpster fees, which you're saying. Uh, three, almost every company has a green or sustainability plan now. Fits right in there. Four, you tapped on this too, and this is a little more, but anyone that's worked in the food industry has been upset about the wasted food that goes out there right and so that they can be a part of it could be a great employee engagement piece for Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. uh and five they're just helping the community right so and how we can help promote them for doing that um my goal is someone was just asking me this is that a lot more companies are now purchasing uh composting plans with here it's hillside solutions um, that they will come in and compost their food, their excess. I want to get it to where eventually um, it's like everyone automatically either donates their excess or they compost their excess. And that, you know, we could be, it's just an automatic, it's not even thought of, it's just a thing to do. I mean, that's so cool. And this is ground up, by the way. This isn't something that Beth came in and took over. I mean, this is full-blown ground up. Right, I saw, I saw it down in Arizona, but okay. no one was doing this here. And mm. a friend of my sister's was running one down there. And so, you know, it's just kind of common sense. And the thing is too, you know, we all, what's success? You know, we get bigger houses, mm-hmm. we get bigger pantries, we get bigger refrigeration, more freezers. And what do we do? We pack it all full that's right and then do we eat it all Mm -hmm. so part of that's our awareness part like let's start thinking about how much food we're all wasting even at home that's right right Right. and there's somebody that can use it so it's like a you need much less than you think you need situation right 
Right. Yeah. Well, I know, but I always, I mean, I love food. So in fact, before oh, yeah. I got in this, I said, the most I knew about food before was eating it, so. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I just think it is so cool. There's such a, there, there needs to be an awareness around there. Um, and it seems like our government tries to always pop in and fix the situation where we need to take control ourselves, right? And we absolutely need to be out there on, we have to be our own army, you know, for all different causes, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't just always rely on Big Brother solving the problems because there is so much waste there's so much there's so much red tape to get to the end of the coin that we can do things on the ground here ourselves. you know when Beth started this up she knew that she could do this and take it into her own hands she found donors she found office space donors she went all around pitching her story to say hey how can somebody help me get this off the ground you know and 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 then and now you provide jobs to people a bunch of people Mm -hmm. I met your employees we work with some of your employees and and they're incredible which you've met and I won't name but oh. he is fabulous and he came from the um, you know he w- had been in prison for getting in drugs young in mm. life and his mother told him he goes don't let this ever define you and maybe sometime we'll see if he wants to tell a story oh, that'd be lovely. Uh, but he he's yeah, fabulous and he came out and he is a wonderful wonderful and he has brought other uh, staff members for us and if they're not towing the line he's right on them he he's uh a success well he was we were saying we like to tell stories about what happens with the food and stuff he goes i'm your story (laughs) but he's very modest and hardworking, and that we could provide this opportunity and our drivers are fabulous because they build relationships with our food donors and our food recipients and you know when we go and recruit food donors we don't want someone burning that relationship if they don't know how to talk to them or, you know, sometimes somebody may, that's working there, may try to give us trash and we don't haul trash. <laughs> so how do they handle that without burning the relationship, yeah, right? Sure, sure, right. Yeah, I met this gentleman that she's talking about, he's salt of the earth, you know, and just an incredible person. So grateful to be working at Saving Grace. I think so grateful for participating in the mission just alone without the employment piece, right? Mm-hmm. And just being treated with respect and the ownership. You know, this is an, he's an ambassador, right? He's a driver. Mm-hmm. Like a, ambassador. You know, and mm-hmm. he truly recognizes that role as being an ambassador of this company. Um, and I think it's, you know, cause I didn't really know the backstory, you know, but I can tell that it's just this, this attitude of gratitude, as they say. Attitude mm. of gratitude, I you like know, that. It's just incredible. And I, and that's the, everybody that we've met. I've met with Beth's employees in their office. Uh, you, you guys are over on 96 and L roughly? Right, or, we've yeah. always been virtual, okay. um, but that's uh, Mr. Circo at the Enterprise Center. He has donated, he bought my first truck and then he donated uh, office space there. So. We do have a small office, but, and then we have, you know, all their, they have a lot of meeting rooms and, and so forth there that we get pro, uh, pro bono. And mm-hmm. so a lot of it's been doing in-kind donations. Um, uh, Oriental Trading, uh, they have donated parking. So it's not just the five trucks, it's for the five drivers. So 10 parking spots wow. in one of their lots. So uh, once I start getting a fleet, <laughs> sure. and uh, yeah, which I fleet. tell you what, it is. Uh, I don't know if you saw our latest little video, we had it on Facebook, but we did a early morning shoot with our new drivers. And then I had them all pull out. We had them all pull out at one time, uh, like one staggered on top of the other. It's just this parade of that's trucks. That's so cool. I mean, it, yeah. cause you know, when you birth something like a company like this that's yeah. doing things, it, it 
you know, mama was proud. That's yeah. your baby. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, before we go, um, uh, I'm I, Beth, how can our listener, if our listeners want to help or get involved, is there a way for individuals to support this? Oh, yes. Uh, actually, that's what we're trying to do um, is getting more individual donors. So $10, $20, you can be a monthly donor. Uh, you just go on our website. It's uh, savinggracefoodrescue.org. Or if you just Google Saving Grace Omaha or Saving Grace Food, you'll find us. Don't just do Saving Grace because you'll get every pet rescue, which I'm a big proponent <laughs> of too. But you have to say Saving Grace Omaha or Saving Grace Food and we'll pop up. Yeah. But it's savinggracefoodrescue.org. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, and I, I, you're probably always in need of donors, in need of people, in need of help, volunteers. Yes. Maybe. Well, we, we do have some volunteers for some events, but Great. we don't in our daily operations. But, Good. you know, down the road, who's to say if we get yeah. more and more people donating, there are different cities that have the apps that they have people run out here and there. We're not there yet in this city. Mm-hmm. We need to get where everyone it's a standard thing. As long as we set up the operations to make it simple for the food donor. And that's our goal. And uh, Judy, who's been with me from the beginning and my whole team, is to make sure that we're making it simple for them to donate Mm -hmm. and we're getting it to the right people. That's wonderful. And you'll continue to grow and maybe expand, but maybe not. Yeah, Yeah. we were starting uh, before the pandemic uh, to move over to Council Bluffs. So we may uh, look at that. I know Lincoln's been interested. You know, uh, my goal is to maybe uh, see if there's a consortium for food rescues throughout the country, mm-hmm. get some best practices and really get it rolling everywhere. Wow. You'd probably create that. I imagine you'd probably create that if there wasn't one though. Yeah. But, you know, there's more and more things happening since I started this. Uh, we're seven and a half years in operation and um, we've already captured and redistributed free of charge over 6 million pounds of food. Oh, amazing. And that's, that's a amazing. lot of produce, dairy, meats. It's not all the dry goods. You know, some of that's needed, but it's good, healthy food. And it creates, uh, helps create independence amongst our community, amongst the members, getting people fed. And it's perfect for this Independence Day holiday. Uh, a very happy 4th of July to everybody. Hope everybody's very safe and enjoying it with your family. Uh, Monday morning, tomorrow morning, you'll be off. Uh, a lot of people will be off. Enjoy that. And summer's coming to an end. I think we have five weeks of summer left for most school kids. So it's wrapping up. Beth, we appreciate you so much coming on the air with you and again uh, you can look her up by if you go to your google machine and you type in saving grace omaha or saving get grace perishable food rescue or saving grace food.org or whatever you want to do <laughs> yeah. you're going to find her and it's an incredible so please uh put your money where your mouth is and let's donate to this great cause and if you're someone that you think can help out uh please do look beth up again happy fourth of july to everybody beth say thank you so much for being oh, on the big O money show thank this you morning. for having me uh, it's a pleasure Uh, And uh, happy 4th, everyone. Be safe. Eat well. (laughs) Awesome. Happy 4th, everybody. Thank you so much and see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Big O Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402 557 6730 or visit their website at 
P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.